Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Yeah, it's one of those things, if you run into it today, turn around and don't look. Uh, click past it. It's a shirtless Elon Musk. <laughs> I saw that. Vacationing on a luxury yacht in the Greek island, Mykonos. So, a lot of... Oh, uh, it's just so white and fleshy and fat and... A lot of pale flesh there. <laughs> standing in his bathing suit and shirtless. And it's just... Yeah, uh, cover that up. Every time I hit a website here, it keeps popping up. I guess people are looking at the story. It's it's the top trending story in the New York Post right now. Shirtless Elon Musk. (laughs) Having $200 billion does not get you a good body. (laughs) All right, in 15 minutes, this is it. The final keyword for today here on KFI. You learn what it is and you enter it at KFIAM640.com and you have a chance at $1,000. One of the... Horrible things that happened in the last couple of weeks for the world of crime and homelessness around L.A. was the attack on an Olympian volleyball player by the name of Kim Glass. She made a video and displayed her injuries, telling her story of how she was attacked by a man with a metal pipe. Uh, That man has been identified as Simeon Tasfamarium. What a name. Simeon Tasfamarium. Test for Mariam. It's an M on the end. It has a Mariam. Uh, you know what? My eyes uh, can't uh, decode that name. I can't either. Uh, uh, clearly, it's of some and he's he's a foreign com- origin. He's a complete lunatic. He just he just well, he attacks women and whacks them with heavy metal objects. That seems to be what he likes to do with his life because we now 
have a prosecutor, a deputy DA in Gascon's office, who went on Fox News today to tell about her being attacked by the same man while on a coffee break in August of 2020. Her name is Irene Lee. She said that he just came up behind me and he socked me. I felt like a car or a bike had hit me. I started stumbling forward and just crying. At the time, Tasfamarium had already attacked three women, two of them with a golf club and a hammer, as well as another where he'd gone after a young woman with a metal pipe and struck her numerous times. Yet there he is, back out on the streets. At the sentencing for her case, she said to the judge, how many more women does this defendant have to hurt for this to matter? As a victim, when I spoke at the sentencing, I felt like I wasn't being heard, she told the judge. The judge was fully aware of this man's history, even more privy to it than I am. Well, I guess he didn't Yet get... Yet there he was to attack him glass, not even two years later. Yeah, so he... So he wow, this is really amazing. Like, it, women are usually in a protected class. And he's yeah. uh, hitting uh, w- women of color of all varieties. And, and like, nobody... Now the criminal is at the top of the pyramid. The criminal is the most important member of society now for these uh, woke law enforcement officials, including the judges. Isn't this fascinating? Like, there's no, there's no victim that speaks to the judge where the judge says, okay, enough of this. I mean, you're talking about a golf club, a hammer, a metal pipe. Whatever his mental hell, hell hole issues are, he likes to attack women with, with heavy objects. He was on probation when he was accused of attacking glass that happened on july 8th he's 52 he's had numerous convictions for felony assault do you know how many times i heard it's like well you know we really gotta let these guys out as they get older because uh, the incidence of crime is very low you know they, they calm down they mature it's like, i don't know well the the accomplice in the 7-eleven murder spree is 44 this guy's 52 they're not calming down maybe it's the uh, drugs it's the meth it was a 10-inch metal bolt that he hit Kim Glass with. He's had many assaults on his record. How do you not, as you like to say, put this guy away forever? But Gascon admitted this out loud. He confirmed that uh, Tess Femarium was on probation when he went after a Glass and had convictions for felony assault and was free despite a troubling history of attacking apparently random people with dangerous weapons. So uh, he actually admitted, yeah. Yeah, he, he's been, he's been uh, let out after all these uh, felonies. How many felonies does he get? I, I mean, the three strikes thing is a complete joke now? Kim Glass put out a six-and-a-half-minute video last week, said he's violated probation, he's violated paroles, he's still out there doing the same thing. You guys didn't hear from his former victims. You guys haven't heard from other victims of the other attacks that have been happening, repeatedly happening in the city of L.A. Nobody's interested in the victims in the media anymore. They're not. Isn't this fascinating? There's like a whole blackout shutdown on victims. There's a blackout. I mean, mean, the L.A. Times gave very little play to the 7-Eleven killer. 
Um, and, and that was a that was a real big time murder spree and shooting not spree. Not much play went. to the victims of the Seven Eleven killer. Right. No. No play. There's there's no heart wrenching stories with lots of interviews to the families and the friends and the kids and the parents of the victims. No. Nothing. Uh, Glass says that some L.A. political leaders did reach out to her, but she didn't identify whom. She says, I don't want this to happen to anybody else. And she says she's dedicating herself now to making sure something's done with people like her attacker. (laughs) we got to keep dangerous felons behind bars. But But that's not what what Gascon wants to do. You know, what I'm noticing, though, is the only way for people to realize how bad it is, is that this is constantly reported on the news, in the newspaper, Every day in in great detail with all the spinoffs and sidebars of the story. You know, you got to flood the zone with the coverage and nobody even wants to give it the minimal coverage. So a lot of people aren't really going to get to the point where they're horrified, disgusted, upset, want change because they don't know what's out there. The coverage is really fleeting. Apparently, Gascon or his office is indicating that this man is probably not fit to stand trial, which is why he probably got off uh, with very little uh, punishment earlier because they keep determining, well, you know, he's not mentally well. He can't be held that responsible for his actions. Put him in the mental institution because the result is these women are getting metal pipes in the head. Even if they get killed, it's not going to matter to this this Gascon crowd, even if they get killed. No, he's they've. Prosecutors like this decided we can take this chance. But, but because the, the chance comes through. When you actually have a dead body or a severely injured person, it still doesn't matter to them. This is the way we're going to live. Some of us are going to be taken down and t- maybe taken out permanently. Wow. What a weird, what a weird time this is. Wow. Well, I'm looking at the... L.A. County D.A.'s office press release of July 12th uh, on this attack on Kimberly Glass. This is really, I feel like we're trapped in a cult. I really do. This is cult-like thinking that's permeated the much of the justice system. It's completely irrational. His first felony assault occurred in 2018, a second in 2019. He was initially sentenced by a probationary he was initially sentenced to a probationary sentence and later received a state prison term, was on parole at the time of this offense, the, the one against Glass. But they don't even mention the woman that was attacked in 2020, right? Stories are very incomplete and lack a lot of details. A guy like this, he's hitting high-profile women. and, uh, and A deputy DA and a volleyball player. Right. Yeah. Okay, now there aren't that many high-profile people in the world. This guy is whacking so many people. He's hitting people who are very well-known, at least in their fields. I just, All right. Uh... When we come back, wow, a couple of really high-end, huge robberies occurred. Jewelry. A lumberyard got ransacked. We'll talk about all this coming up. John and Ken show. All right. Well, we talked about Lancaster a little while ago with the people ending up in the Mojave Desert that claim that they're being driven from Lancaster due to a crackdown on homeless encampments. Lancaster's going to hell. Lancaster had a stunning robbery. Millions of dollars in jewels were taken from an armored truck in Lancaster. This actually happened a week ago, but they're just uh, letting the word out now. It was a Brinks truck, and it apparently had merchandise loaded on the truck. Basically, what they're doing 
is they're moving it from one sort of jewelry show to another. Mm. So it was a jewelry show that was hosted by the International Gem and Jewelry Show in San Mateo. Um, <clears throat> this was the exhibit. It was going to an event at the Pasadena Convention Center. Uh, between 25 and 30 bags were taken. 18 victims are reporting more than $100 million in losses. <clears throat> However, an official spokesperson for the uh, security company, Brinks, says the value was probably less than $10 million, And we'll get to that discrepancy in a moment. But according to the information the customers provided to us before they shipped their items, the total value of the missing items is less than $10 million. We're working with law enforcement to reimburse them for the value of their assets. But there's some who believe that uh, they, they underinsure the jewelry. That's well, kind of a, the nature of the business. Because they can't afford to pay the full insurance. They can't afford to insure so, it fully. So the, uh, the jewelry owners are saying this stuff is worth $100 million, but they only insured it for $10 million, and that's what Brinks is going by. Yes, and I'm sure there'll have to be some sort of legal settlement there because if... if well, you, uh, if that's what the insurance will pay, then they're out of luck. And if you're losing... Uh, you mean Brinks is out of luck because these no, people I, I, want their money for their for their stolen jewelry. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but if the insurance covers the deal, you you, you that takes Brinks off the hook. Oh, if you're... Yeah, I think... So it, in other words, if you contract with them to transport your jewelry from one show to another, you're agreeing to whatever they have in insurance? I, I, I've never done this, so I don't know for sure. But yeah, if there's theft insurance, then you've said, hey, that's what it's worth. Why is Brinks going to pay more than that? No. Legally. It's like, hey, you said it was worth uh, $10 million. Now you're saying it's worth $100 million? Yeah, they're claiming that these are just mom and pop operators uh, These uh, going to these jewelry shows. Yeah, I guess they sell them at the jewelry shows and in order to get uh, them from one location to another, they have I, them transported uh, together in a Brinks truck. I stay away from jewelry shows. That could get very expensive. The International Gem and Jewelry Show hosts about 45 shows nationwide this year. We don't have a lot of details as to how they pulled this off. You would think there'd be pretty heavy security for an mm. armored truck that has millions of dollars in jewels in it. Yeah, but the security has to be awake and uh, you know, facing the right direction. Yeah, all it says was it was being be loaded a, onto the truck following an exhibit. You can get ambushed. I mean, yeah. if you get ambushed and surprised, uh, you're flat-footed. I mean, that's that's generally how they how they steal is they they they, they create a situation where there's no chance to react. I'm sure yeah, the Brink, sure the Brinks guards had weapons, but I mean, if they're on their way from San Mateo to Pasadena, what happened in Lancaster? Did they stop for a lunch break and? Yeah, maybe somebody somebody showed up with guns, knowing that they might stop there, and yeah, my bad. Or did he just stop the truck in the street and tell him, uh, "Give us your haul"? Probably were followed for quite a while. Wow! And you never know if there's an inside job. They had some information where they felt confident to storm the truck. I mean, I don't think there was a a gang just sitting around smoking weed in Lancaster. It's like, hey, there's a Brinks truck. Right. Let's jump it. There was another big robbery that occurred last week at 2 in the afternoon. This is on Tuesday, July 12th. The Malibu Lumberyard Shopping Center? I've been there. Why do they call it that? I don't know. Uh, I noticed in the uh, photo, though, that the store has like uh, a wood uh, facing. 
on the side. Yeah, I see that. Looks it like it's made it. out of stacked up lumber. It's a picture lumber. of two suspects running past the wall. Could have been an architect Carrying uh, handfuls of uh, merchandise. Everybody's wearing a hoodie. <laughs> yeah. I like when I like when you have these activists say, now, you know, it's really... I uh, say ban hoodies. It's wrong to judge uh, people are wearing hoodies. It's like, uh, yeah, that's great, <laughs> except uh, just this week you had the 7-Eleven killer was wearing a hoodie. Yeah, well, these guys nice hoodies. on a cold evening when you're outside. It's nice to have a hoodie. All, all the uh, in Beverly Hills, all those uh, thieves, jewelry thieves, were wearing hoodies. I remember there were six of them. Right. Well, apparently they rushed past a store security guard and grabbed armloads of high-end designer handbags. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, oh, the that's... store was called Maxfield. Oh, that's not far from that other big shopping center in Malibu because it says they ran across Cross Creek Road. Oh, no, uh, I don't know Malibu shopping. It's That's your territory. Yeah, yeah. There's a big shopping center that I've gone to there, and I guess this must have been across uh, across the way. And this is how and, they do uh, it. They rush in as a group. They grab everything. They run out with their hoodies. So, you know, unless you're going to stand in front of them and block them with a gun, they just, they just take off into waiting cars. Apparently no license plates were noticed on the two separate cars that they ran off in. It's so easy. They don't. They're not afraid of anything. Now, yeah. half a million dollars. That's must be some really high end bags. Yeah, well, go to Deborah there. Oh, she's. Uh, I don't spend that much. Designer handbags. You, you've, you've touched them though. I have. Yeah. Yeah. She's touched them. These kind of handbags. Uh, how much they go for individually? Well, it depends on the brand, but a designer handbag could range from a thousand to. There's some that are fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. You don't have well, one, Ken. If two people, well, it doesn't say. Oh, six, six, yeah, six suspects. They all grabbed armfuls of handbags worth thousands. I guess it could add up to half a million. I don't know how many can you grab at once as you run out of the store because you can't go back and grab more. No, they. Uh, it looked like they were. I mean, look at look at the. The guy in the picture, or whoever that is in the picture, I mean, he's carrying a lot of bags on him there. Yes, and the but other one looks like they are. have a bag or something. That and they, they might have a bag of bags. The, yeah, you run in there with a the big bag and just shove everything in there. Yeah, because you're not, you're not, they, I, I watched the video and, you know, the security guard uh, huffs and puffs out a little late. I don't, I don't know if they'd had him uh, subdued or what, but it was almost comical because you, you see these six uh, hoodie people come running out full speed and then here comes the, uh, here comes the security guard. Ooh, ooh. Well, I, it, they're there as a deterrence. And then if I something saw this, actually happens, they don't want to take on anybody. And I saw this blonde woman in the video at the very end run uh, down the road in the direction of the thieves. And I'm thinking, no, I wouldn't do that. Don't no. go there. I don't know if she personally had stuff stolen or maybe she worked there or was the manager, but she's running. And I'm going, no, no, go back, go back home. All right, when we come back, Fire Barbara Ferrer is the L.A. County Public Health Director because we now have a couple of uh, big doctors in L.A. County, an epidemiologist and a doctor who's in charge of the L.A. and Southern California, uh, the L.A. County hospital system. He's a big official there saying that there's too much hype over this round of COVID, too much media hype, and I guess Barbara Ferrer hype. We'll talk about it next. John and Ken show. All right. Well, we had talked about this earlier, but it's important that you hear this story. If you heard it before, fine. If you haven't, boy, this is important. Uh, on Friday, the L.A. County Public Health Director, Dr. Dr. 
Barbara Ferrer. She's not a medical doctor. No. But she announced that we may be going back to indoor masking on July 29th if, quote, the numbers don't improve. Now, the numbers have become sort of, uh, as they always say, moving you know, the, the goalposts. They constantly seem to change what they consider to be a crisis. Currently, they're using what they claim is some cockamamie formula for the CDC about community spread. That would be the number of cases exceeding a certain level in the county. Except this version of COVID is a bad cold, is relatively mild. They're treating it as if it's the most deadly version imaginable. It is the least of all the strains. And you can prove that because the hospitalization and death rates are really, really low. Well, I have today's press release. Public Health reports 18,849 new positive cases, 29 deaths. That's low. That is low compared to where we were during the... And and I'm looking at the daily death chart through Monday, and uh, it's, it's only at four. Four, six, 19, 16, 14, 15, and 14. This is out of 10 million people. And the deaths so far. Oh, this was Saturday, Sunday, and Monday was 29 combined deaths. That's why I was looking at the chart. Okay, so it's it's extremely low. And, 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 God, I can't believe we have to keep going through this. The deaths are in the same categories. It's the elderly and the unvaccinated who have a ton of health problems or didn't take or you abuse their bodies. They ate too much. And they got they they're overweight and they got diabetes and blah blah blah. So well, it's 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 not picking off people who here's are here's what you have to understand. Barbara Ferrer is a social worker. That's her training. These are the most progressive of the progressives. She but, thinks that this is her opportunity to right the wrongs in parts of society that she thinks have been this, underserved and oh, need okay. more help. All right, but the the thing is that it, this is this is crazy wacky cult stuff, okay? Because she she's irritated that Hispanics are getting it at a higher rate. That's not equitable. You know, the but even they're has, not getting it at a high rate. They may be getting COVID, it's, but it's they're a, not getting sick. The it, numbers prove it. It's a low rate, but but proportionally, there it, it's inequality. It's not equity, and and so she thinks everybody has to be punished now. Everybody has to be punished until we have an equal infection rate among all. The ethnicities, all the races, all the whatever. But whatever this whatever happened beans when we were counting. masking. We did this with the masks and we still had these okay. big well, jumps in the numbers. It doesn't do anything. The bottom line is she can't give up the power. I told you this. Newsom didn't didn't release the, uh, the emergency order and she is not releasing her if power. If we let her do this, she'll do this forever. Yes! Because COVID's never going yes. away. I said that so two every years few ago. months when we have another peak in cases, she's going to come out with her stupid Zoom press conference with her mask on and say we need to go back to stricter measures. Don't let her do this. People don't understand human nature. How many countries around the world do we have dictators and kings and communists and social socialist oppressor governments? We have lots of those. I mean, the biggest countries in the world, the most powerful countries in the world are basically oppressive dictator countries. It is the default setting for human nature, this democracy uh, era that we're going through. And it may just be an error here in America is not the natural order of things. This is unusual. 
So five days ago, five days ago, and apparently a lot of the media didn't see this. We've got a pretty good story we found today yeah. in the California Globe by Katie Grimes. The One of the top health officials in the county is a man who is the chief medical officer of L.A. County and University of Southern California Medical Center. He doesn't actually work for Barbara Ferrer's department. He's with something called Health Services. His name is Brad Spellberg. He held a news conference along with a top epidemiologist named Paul Holtum, who said, I don't know what's going on here, but we've had no real changes in the transmission levels of COVID-19. In fact, included with this was a chart. L.A. County COVID cases as of July 13th, 2022. And you can see the really big peak back in January. There was a pretty big peak a year ago in January. But right now, the last several months, it's, flat. it's barely it's flat right in the last two months. And right. so Spellberg says our COVID situation, it's just the same. It has not changed. It's plateaued. It has not go down. It not gone down. And there are thousands of people getting COVID, but it is mild. And they go home. Instead of the patients who are admitted to the hospital, 90% of the time it is not due to COVID. Only 10% of our COVID positive admissions are due to COVID. So this tells you to beware that stat again where they like to tell you hospitalizations because they stick people that just tested positive for COVID but really aren't in there for any COVID-related problems. Now listen to this from Dr. Spellberg. None of them go to the ICU. And when they do, it is not for pneumonia. They are not intubated. We have not had one of those since February. They have not had a COVID, a pure COVID patient needing the ICU to get intubated since February. That is five months ago. Five months in Los Angeles at uh, the USC Medical Center. He said a lot of people have really bad colds is what we're seeing. It is just not the same pandemic that it was, despite all the media hype to the contrary. I mean, a lot of people have bad colds is what we're seeing. Then epidemiologist uh, Dr. Paul Holtum chimed in that many people are testing at home and not reporting. So no one has any idea how many are actually testing positive. And then Holtum went on to say is we are just not we're just seeing nobody with severe COVID symptoms. As of this morning, we have no one in the hospital who has pulmonary disease due to COVID. Nobody in the hospital. Nobody. Nobody who has COVID-19 disease as we would see in the past. So I guess it's hard to get a little more excited. He had three nobodies in there. So, yes. So what Ferrer is doing is what we told you. She's trying to do some sort of social, political... Uh, work and, but, using the guise of a, of another escalation in COVID, it's which stupid is not work. happening. It's according to people who are medically trained. It's stupid work. That's right. They have a billion more uh, hours of experience than than Barbara Ferrer, who I actually think is a nut. I really, really, truly believe she's oh, she's a an nut. activist nut. She's yeah. a nut. And, and she's making some kind of point about race and ethnicity and, and, and all that woke horse crap. It's got nothing to do with who's getting infected. I, I'm, I'm, this is just, and now she wants everybody to, to cover their face. Everybody's supposed to cover their face indoors in L.A. County. Only county in America. Everyone's supposed to cover their face. And this, this, these doctors are saying there's nobody in the hospital seriously ill here.
even nutty Alameda County up in the Bay Area, is the only one in the last few months to impose a mask mandate. They withdrew it within days, realizing that they had made a mistake. Stupid. This woman has to be stopped. Now, the don't be board of supervisors that appoints her aren't going to be the ones to do it. But they're looking at her like, oh, this is our medical expert. She's not medical. She has no medical training. No, she doesn't. She's, got a, she's called a doctor because she has because a PhD in social work. She has access to the same statistics that the two doctors at USC have. In fact, I'm sure she knows about it. Yeah. All right. She's making a weird political progressive point that has nothing to do with, with the medical emergency. There is no medical emergency. There's a lot of people with a cold. There really is. God, everybody's addicted to this hysteria. This is a whole nother component now. Not only the hysteria, but the addiction to the hysteria. I think but I think for some if people. If you look last... around in your real life, there's a lot of people that are not addicted to the hysteria. It's this small subset of the media and Barbara Ferrer. Yeah. You, you look at people, they're going about their lives, they're traveling. They're going back to having parties and socializing. Oh, I understand. And then this idiot's going to come along and say, oh, put your masks on again. Yeah, but, you know, then it's all, but it's all the underlings. It's all the people who run the stores and the restaurants and you start going out. And they're saying, put your mask on, go to a museum, go to a theater, and we put, put your mask on. And it's funny, the people who do that always look like you think they would look. <laughs> they do. Almost Crazy. with, uh, no, put your mask on. Whatever picture is in your head for that voice, yeah, that's what they look like. <laughs> Seen them a hundred times. All right, we got more coming up. Put your mask. Well, we go for a moment to the parallel universe, we hope, and it's strange to even say this, San Francisco, where they have a new DA because they recalled the former DA, Tessa Bowden. We have a woman that took over by the name of Brooke Jenkins, and she's already fired 15 people. This, this is how you do it. This is how life changes. Progressives are up in arms over this because one of the people that she fired was a woman by the name of Arcelia Hurtado. She was a managing attorney. She was, get this, the DA's representatives on the city's Innocence Commission. The Innocence Which investigates commission. potential wrongful convictions in the city. Yeah, this was another Chesa Bodine uh, so th that, And it's also, Gascon likes this. There's only two yeah. things these DAs like to do. Prosecute police officers and determine that everybody in prison has been wrongfully convicted. I'd That's love, what they seek I, to do. I love seeing these progressives bent over and squealing. This is so pleasurable. They are so upset. They are so hysterical and emotional. It is wonderful. It really is the greatest feeling. The louder they scream, the happier I get. Because I want them to be unhappy and miserable that their time is over. That's even in San Francisco. And this, this is what we've been talking about for so long. You go out and just make a handful of changes when you vote. You know, they get, they get, they get three board members off the school board in San Francisco, gone. You get this DA, gone, and now... The new one comes in and fires 15 woke prosecutors. So step by step, you get back to normal. Now it gets a little thick and thorny here because this new DA was appointed by the San Francisco mayor, London Breed. Well, you know that this uh, DA's office has something called the post-conviction review unit. This woman, Arcelia, was the head of that too. She just got fired. They're currently considering a petition by the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, concerning her brother, Napoleon. 
This guy was convicted for carjacking and manslaughter. He was sentenced to 44 years in prison for involuntary manslaughter, armed robbery, and carjacking. He's a very bad guy. After he was arrested in the year 2000. He wants to be resentenced. And apparently Breed, I think we did this story back then, she asked Jerry Brown to commute his sentence, and she got fined for doing that. Right. Because you can't do that. It's obvious you can't do that. No. And and she should uh, she should wait until she's done being mayor. Yeah, I mean that so, that's that's just basic conflict of interest, using your abusing your power for your own personal gain. That that's completely wrong. So the DA's office oversaw Brown's resentencing hearing. Is the next one is scheduled for August. See, that's a little tricky when you've been appointed by a woman who wants you to help get her brother well, out of prison. I know, but you you know what. <laughs> The, the way the integrity works is people with personal connections have to recuse themselves. You know, she has to recuse herself, the new DA, because right. she was appointed by uh, London Breed. So she's compromised. London, London Breed is compromised. They can't be a part of things. It's got to be people who, whose jobs do not depend on either Jenkins or Breed. Well, it looks like most of the people she wiped out were of that progressive oh, yeah. wing that she they're just decided awful. were not in vogue right now with San Francisco's high crime problem. And they're all so. screaming. It's like, oh, she was a black woman. How could she do this? It's like, no, yeah, they did it shows you they're not really into this diversity and equity nonsense. They just want people who think like they do. They use all that race stuff and everything else as a distraction. Oh, they scream about quotas and getting more people into positions, but then if they do and they're not, they don't agree with you politically, oh, bad, forget it. Right, right. It's the Clarence Thomas syndrome. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want a diverse Supreme Court? No, what you really want is a group that votes your way. That's what you want. You don't care about diversity any more than anyone else does. All right, uh, Conway's hey back now. here. Finally showing oh, up. Hey now. hey now. Look, the guy works. Right. Oh, you were missed. I am back, baby. Um, I uh, sent uh, John a text over the weekend because uh, you said, you and Ken both said about six months ago, and I remember this, that if any of these DAs get thrown out of the DA's office, that the whole crew is going with them. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly right in San Francisco. That's right. <laughs> First thing the new one did. Right. <laughs> all the ones that were woke and, uh, you Gotta know. to clean them out. Very sympathetic to crime. They're all gone. Stop arguing with all them. All looking out, for another out, job. Out. All right. Two men uh, charged in that deadly uh, 7-Eleven crime spree. That was kind of a weird thing, right? The, the, on 7-Eleven to attack these 7-Elevens. I mean, who thinks like that? Right? I don't know. Uh, so, so now, you, so now you worry twenty four hours a day from going to AM PM. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good one. Don't give many ideas. Thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's a huge wave in Hawaii. A two story condo remains. Uh, residents there were uh, crazy. They were all outside having a nice uh, night, a wedding and uh, you know anniversary, whatever. And then boom, get hit by this big wave, big ass wave. Wow. Yeah, it's dangerous out there, John. I'm telling you. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, the dates for the 2028 Olympics and Paralympic Games have been announced. We'll uh, tell you those. You'll need to know those tonight. Sure. Right? Yeah, six think, years. Think Thanks it. for the six-year warning. <laughs> Make sure I'm out of town. Yeah, right. I mean, look, uh, you know, kids that are 10 right now will be driving right. when this thing comes around. Right. So who cares? <laughs> and you had the traffic closures for that? Yeah, right. you remember when 84? Were you guys out here for 84? No. no they no. said it was going to be the worst traffic in the world. There wasn't a guy on the freeway anywhere. Everybody left town, for, I heard. Yeah, for two weeks. You could literally drive from, you know, Encino to downtown in eight minutes. <laughs> it was great. And then the Huntington Beach uh, closed to the public after a shark spotted. Uh, in, well, uh, and it says here, 
In the ocean. It says right there. In the ocean. Well, that's That's where they belong. Yeah, spotted. It says right there. You see it? In the ocean. He's walking on the boardwalk. Yeah. The shark was spotted in the ocean. That's great. <laughs> nice. Breaking news. Very descriptive. He wasn't All on right, the dig pier. Dog. All right, come on. Dig dong with dog. you guys. Back. Go. It's exciting. Look who's here. KFI. Yeah. Oh, Crozier's here, too. Crows. Look at that. They're all back. KFI, KOST, HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.